This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Good evening, Reds, and welcome to the Blood Red post-game podcast with me, Patrick Smith. We'll be bringing you all the reaction as Liverpool cruise to the last 16 of the Champions League with a 2-0 win over Atletico Madrid. A stunning first 20 minutes saw Jurgen Klopp's side surge to a commanding 2-0 lead through a Diogo Jota header and a neat finish from Sadio Mane, both of which were created by Trent Alexander-Arnold. This was Liverpool's fourth win in four games in Europe this term, meaning their unbeaten run in all competitions extends to 16 games for the season. We'll hear from Jurgen Klopp during his press conference and we'll have the report from the stands at Anfield with fans Ross Strachan, Mike Holt, Lauren Black and Mark Baker. But first up is, of course, the Liverpool Echoes' Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool are through to the knockout stages of the Champions League for the fifth successive season after uh, ultimately a comfortable, routine almost 2-0 victory over Atletico Madrid here at Anfield. This evening, uh, Liverpool once again raced into a two-goal lead and we've seen uh, quite recently that uh, that isn't always a guarantee of three points for Liverpool. Uh, Atletico Madrid obviously four back from that scoreline a fortnight ago with the one the Metropolitano when Liverpool dropped two um, important Premier League points after um, running into a two-goal lead at Brighton on Saturday but there was to be no repeat of that this evening uh, the Reds were too strong too quick and too clever for uh, Diego Simeone's side who offered little beyond um, picking up a succession of yellow cards and a red one in the first half for Felipe who uh, kicked out at Sadio Mane as Liverpool were threatening to, uh, to counter-attack uh, already two goals to the good. That was not a game-changing decision. That was one of those that uh, Atletico Madrid um, fully deserved. To be perfectly honest, they were uh, they were awful on the night. Didn't really offer too much, as I say. Um, a world away from the performance uh, at the Wanda uh, over two weeks ago when they went two goals down and really dug deep and responded. But uh, this evening they had no Antoine Griezmann. They had no Thomas Lamar. Luis Suarez uh, was booed mercilessly all night, and he um, thought he'd scored um, in the second half to make it two-one, but. His strike it took a deflection off Joel Matip and was ruled out for offside. Um, Diogo Jota got the ball rolling for Liverpool early on. Trent Alexander-Arnold's cross, inch perfect. Jota didn't even have to jump, he just headed home uh, from close range. And Liverpool really had the tails up then and um, were going for the juggler. Uh, Sadio Mane shrugged off a couple of challenges in the middle of the park. Uh, followed on from Trent Alexander-Arnold's shot and turned the home past. Jan Oblak to make it 2-0 and then Liverpool were, uh, were absolutely flying. They had a handful of chances in the second half to make it 3-0. Uh, Joel Matip, Jota, after initially having one ruled off for offside, um, Salah came close but uh, it wasn't to be and Liverpool were made to settle for 2-0. But uh, that'll do for Liverpool there into the last 16. As I say, for the fifth successive season, um, the draw will be made in December. But before then, there's two games to play at uh, Porto here in a couple of weeks' time before finishing off the group stages in Milan. On December the 7th, you have to uh, expect that Jürgen Klopp is going to play uh, a shadow team for those games. Um, they now become meaningless as Liverpool look to battle on all fronts, so they'll be keeping their main men fresh for the, uh, the Premier League fight. Um, with so many games coming up, of course, from uh, November the 20th to the end of the year, Liverpool play 12 times, so two of those will be ultimately uh, unimportant games for Liverpool, so uh, Klopp will, of course, be resting for those. But uh, he didn't rest uh, many tonight, uh, his big guns showed up and they've uh, dispatched Atletico Madrid quite comfortably in the end. It's finished Liverpool 2, Atletico Madrid 0. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Hi Jürgen, four wins out of that. four, qualified top, top of the group. That, this couldn't have gone any better for you, could it? Good, yes. 
Probably Firmino don't go off, wouldn't have gone off with a hamstring injury. That would have been much better. Um, but <laughs> no, from a, um, yeah, from a, from a, pretty much all other points of views, it's um, points of view. It's uh, it was a good performance. It's an incredible group stage so far. Um, I wouldn't have expected that. Obviously, when I saw the draw, um, nobody would have expected that. Doing that is pretty special. Um, so. But for tonight, job done. But we all know, um, uh, yeah, there are two games to go and we will try everything to win them as well. That's how it is. Thank you, Carl. We'll go to Carve Silico for the next two questions and then to Paul Joyce. Carve. Uh, Jürgen, um, the game really changed with the uh, sending off. What, what did you make of that incident? So um, I didn't see in the first place that it was a red card for me. It was a yellow card, and I saw it back, and then you see that uh, that the foot is high and um, hits his Achilles. So it's a decision by the referees. Um, I think um, after law, it's a, it's a red card. So um, do I want the other team going one man down? No, not at all. Uh, I think we were the better side already against eleven. Um, but with the intense schedule we have, um, I think it, it's very important that you control the game after that a lot. And we did that. We scored still a goal, a wonderful goal. We had massive chances come on the field. So the goal we score is an incredible situation. What a pass by Joel Mate, what a dribbling, stuff like this. And it's for an inch offside, but good football. Then I think Costas with at least two crosses, which we could have, should have finished off um, at the second post with another chance after more dribbling, stuff, all these kind of things. So um, I actually, I don't think it changed too much, but of course it's a different game. And um, you try to, in this in November, you try to get through these games then just um, um, pretty mature. And so it didn't work out. Bobby got injured and that's um, not good. And what did you make of Trent's performance? Uh, he put in an absolute fantastic cross for the first goal. And the second by the way, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Both goals. So, yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> um, obviously, and uh, he has a pretty impressive right foot and his awareness is outstanding. And when he's on top of his game, he's outstanding. That's how it is. Um, um, and But how we um, set up the first goal uh, with the triangle with Hendo more on that side in the end, Trent has all the space and time in the world to, to put the cross in. Um... Second goal, obviously, Sadio with an incredible, um, um, yeah, with his skill set, just physically so strong, technically so good, getting rid of the defender, passing the ball to Hendo, Hendo outside, and then getting through the gap. So that's good football. And um, in the end, Trent can cross as good as he wants. If there's no receiver in the middle, then they don't look that good. So it's a nice mix. Paul Joyce next, and then we'll go to uh, Andres, who's in. The taxi bottles, <laughs> anyway, from Anfield. But Paul next. Yeah, can I just check? You took Sadio off because you're worried about him maybe getting a red card. Is that the, the influence of the opposition players on the referee? I think we, I, I, probably everybody in the stadium expected it that I would do it. Probably each journalist expected that I would do it, and I thought it's the right thing to do. And I hated it more than you can imagine uh, because Sadio has played an incredible game. Um, 
but then what's the decision? So I, I was not worried that, that Sadio cannot handle um, his emotions. He was calm. The thing is, ball comes in the air, you go in a heading challenge, uh, the other players going down, and we all saw what, what some Madrid players did. So just um, rolling over more and more in, in all the situations just to, to equal the, the number of players again. And um, yeah, I didn't like it, but I think it was the right thing to do. Oh, sorry, Paul, I'll put you on to mute. If you'd like to, happy for the follow-up if you want to go. Okay, top man. Okay, we'll go to Andrus, then Don King, and I'm trying to add James Pierce, but I don't think it's allowed in but So Andrus next. Hi, mister. Congratulations for the victory. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't see at the beginning of the game, if you shake Simeone's uh, hand, I could see after the game, how was this, uh, these two moments, and how was the game against Simeone today? Thank you. It's absolutely no problem at all. I, I, I know, meanwhile, that um, uh, Diego doesn't like these kind of things. So I'm not the, the biggest handshaker on this planet and want to annoy people with my um, handshaking. So he doesn't like it. So I was not, I didn't go over. That's all. But that doesn't change my respect for him and the work he's doing. Okay. Thank you, Andres. And then uh, to finish, Dom King and James Pierce. Dom next, then James. Hi, uh, yeah, Can I just check? Um... There was no uh, injury issue with Ox, was it? When he came off, he, he'd, he'd gone down and then got back up. Was it was it just to preserve him? Yeah. So um, yeah, exactly. That was it. And and Tuck is obviously in a really good moment. How everybody could see when he came on. So we had that chance. And Ox um, had a few games, but not too many. And um, so we didn't want to push him through that game. Now we have obviously next one on Sunday. We need all the boys. And um, so yeah, that was the reason. He's fine. Thank you, Dom. Final question, James Pierce. Then we're going to conclude. Jürgen, how do you now view the, the final two games in this group? Do you, do you see it as a chance to give game time to, to fringe players or is there just too, money, too much money at stake in this competition to, to do that? The team we line up depends to the situation we are in around the game. So um, who was how in the game before? What is the next opponent? That was always, it's not now for these games. That's how it is. So we changed, I think, five times tonight. Um, and because we don't consider the Madrid game more important than the West Ham game, for example. So you have to make changes even when players might um, not like it in a specific moment. Um, the, the Porto, and the, there's only one difference. That's we are already qualified. Forget that because we are already qualified and all this is exactly like it was before. The Champions League game, the next one is at home. The, the, the game after that is at San Siro in Milan. I never played there. So um, I'm I'm really excited about that. So um, we will play there at home and, and there are real football. Can you imagine we play against, at, uh, against Porto at home and the crowd is really coming in from all over the world to watch the game um, and then you, you um, offer, I don't know, uh, a half cooked dish that's um, pretty much not how it would be we, we, we go for it we want to win football games that's all um, sometimes you can qualify for something sometimes not it's still the same thing you play a game you want to win it the post game podcast on the blood red channel it's 2-0 win at home against Atletico Madrid and Liverpool have absolutely cruised into the Champions League knockout stages with two games to spare wonderful night there at Anfield Really enjoyed, particularly that first half. The atmosphere was absolutely bouncing. Liverpool were absolutely, you know, wonderful in that first half. Blew Atletico Madrid away. Some wonderful, wonderful skill. Um, 
couple of great goals, could have been more than the two that he finished. Um, Peter out a little bit second half, but that was inevitable. The job was done in that first half, and I'd be glad to see the back of Atletico Madrid, that horrible, ratty little side, from front to back, from the bench, the manager. Absolutely horrible side, and wonderful to see um, someone get sent off for Atletico Madrid for absolute descent, basically. Um, really enjoyed that to be honest that was a lovely moment uh, the crowd really enjoyed that I really enjoyed it and yeah horrible side glad to see the back of them and I really do hope that they can out to the Champions League group stage because they're not a nice side but yeah concentrate on Liverpool um, was it shot to get the first goal was a header was it I think and yeah great ball in a great ball in for uh, who else but Trent Arnold on a sixpence Um yeah, he couldn't miss really, could he? Second goal, wonderful bit of skill from uh, Mane. You know, he got booted everywhere in that first half. But he was so strong in the goal, got the ball out to Trent. Trent had a shot come across, and Mane slotted it in to make it 2-0. And it could have been a lot more. Salah should have scored, maybe should have squared one but one to Jota. And it was just relentless, Jim. Salah was non-stop terrorising the full-back he got booked early on and he, he beat him literally every single time um, and yeah it was a, it was a wonderful performance um, a few changes in the side I thought that was good for, just to give people a rest and Timmy Cass I thought done really well down the left-hand side is an able replacement for Robinson when needed and I'm going to mention um Chamberlain I thought in that first half his energy levels his running with the ball and he run past a few players and stuff as well and always gives 100% he, he has struggled with injuries and form and whatnot. but I thought particularly in that first half he was good today and yeah well done uh, Oakley Chamberlain we're going to need players like that throughout the season so if he can come up with performances like that that's all good so yes, petered out a little bit in the second half, but wasn't too bothered. The job was done in the first half. Thought it maybe have got a little bit more aggro in that second half, but it almost seemed like Atletico accepted the defeat, uh, took the defeat, and yeah, Liverpool, like I say, absolute cruise control. 2 0, top of the group, two games to spare. You know, can best players now, don't have to worry about the Champions League, it's on the back burner, so to speak. Squad can get a run out and. Yeah, it's all positive. We look forward to the weekend. Back to Premiership action. Need to make up for our drop points at the weekend. Just gone. So, look forward to it. Hopefully there's no injuries. Come on, Liverpool. Mike Holt from Go In The Match podcast with my review on Liverpool 2, Atletico Madrid 0, which sees the Reds qualify through the group as group winners. Um, in the supposed group of death, um, we put out we put that name to the test, I suppose. Um, great performance from the Reds. Um, I was a bit suspect in the first half, only off the basis of the Brighton game, um, where where we were just unreal in the first half and second half we got outplayed. So I wanted to see how the full ninety would go and. You know, the full 90 went as the first half did. Um, dominant, superb, energetic. 
um, and just everything that we associate with Jurgen Klopp's Reds. Um, especially the first 25, um, I was really impressed with the Reds. Um, obviously, Jota gets his goal. Um, you know, that's one thing that I think he offers a bit more than what Bobby offers. He, he likes to run with the ball from deep. Um, and, and and this sort of game is what he is what he really was in there for, I think. Rather than Bobby being there as the the person who links it between Salah and Mane, we needed someone who would run at Atletico, uh, make them commit to fouls, um, get to his goal, and uh, obviously Sadio Mane gets his goal too. Um, powerful, you know, explosive, that, that sort of Mane that... That we associate with him, you know, all those traits that he's got, he it was there in abundance tonight. Um, his goals, he was powerful, you know, and and when he's like that, there's you know, there's not many other attackers in the world that can compete with him when he's like that, you know. Both superb. Um, obviously the red card comes about. Um, whether it was a straight red or you know it was something to do with discipline, you know, who cares really? But. It, it did kind of change the game because I know Atletico were poor, but at that point, you know, they just, they'd shut up shop then really. And, you know, they, they couldn't push forward. Um, I think I was quite surprised how poor they were, to be honest. I know on both goals, Stefan Savage was, was, it was abysmal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not really something you associate with um, Simeone's dark art, Atletico and Madrid, but, Got a bit of the taste of their own medicine um, at the Wanda. And then tonight, they just seen us play our footy. Um, looking at the teams and individual performances, um, I thought uh, Trent was world-class. Obviously, he gets both assists. But, you, you know, he really did show his world-class features. Um, just unbelievable. It's just becoming the norm for... For, for a lad his age, um, you know, we probably wouldn't appreciate what how good he is until he retires. But yeah, amazing. Uh, the centre halves, Colossus didn't get troubled too much, um, but what they had to do, they did well. Um, and and for me, my man of the match was Costas Simicast. I thought he was absolutely incredible, and I'd go as far as saying on Sunday I want to see him play again. You know. He can, he's energetic and he does one thing that not many fullbacks do do these days, which is win his headers. You know, he was powerful. Um, and, and his distribution, his crosses, you know, if we, he could have had about a hat trick of assists tonight. You know, we've jotted around a few chances. Um, Origi, too. Um, I thought he was absolutely incredible, Simicast. So I'd love to see him start again on Sunday against West Ham. Um, Fabino, what a massive difference he makes into the team. We all know the lighthouse that he that he's known by by Pep Linders. Um, he changes changes the game for us. He always does when he plays. Um, the captain Henderson thought he was instrumental again. Um, bossing everyone around, you know, he that's that's his best traits. Was pr- pleasantly surprised by Oxley Chamberlain. Um, I've been one of his critics recently. Don't think he was. Don't think he's been good enough, especially against Brighton. Um, Last weekend, I thought he was criminally poor, apart from his assist, to be quite honest. But tonight, I thought he was really good. He looked energetic. He was getting the ball from deep, bringing it forward. Um, and, you know, hopefully that does his confidence the world of good. Hopefully he hasn't got an injury at the end of that, in that game. Uh, Salah was a little bit quiet, but I think that was only because we didn't probably get the ball to him enough. Um, 
and you know who can who can criticise Mo Salah at the moment, best player in the world. And like I've already said about Jota and Mane, you know, both superb today. And I, I'd like to see that front three play again on at the weekends. Um, as I said at the start, we top the group. Um, we can now look at those last two games um, in the group and play the likes of you know your Tyler Mortons and give those sort of lads experience. Um, hopefully, get more minutes to give Minaminos, etc. But you know, tonight was really important to get that group wrapped up. Um, it's nice to nice to leave a bit of uh, a bit of taste in Luis Suarez and Simeone's mouth as well, I suppose. Lauren Black here to give my thoughts after Liverpool beat Atletico Madrid 2-0 at home to finish top of the group and cruise through the Champions League group stages. Um firstly I just think what a what a a very well done job by the team tonight. Um we knew what we needed to do in this game and we did it very well I thought. Um great night at Anfield, great atmosphere. Um these are my favourite type of games, it's not better than a Champions League night at Anfield and especially when you know we're up against big sides like Atletico Madrid and, and the way we played so overall a really good night um, first half uh, we the, you know the stadium was bouncing we performing really well obviously get the two goals that we need um, I thought the sending off was I still, still not quite sure what's happened there, but a bit of a weird one. But we always know how know how Atletico we're gonna set up in this game. We can we can tell from that the last time we played them, just the type of team they are. Um, so we knew it was always gonna be a difficult one, and the referee had some dodgy moments, particularly in that first half. But overall, a really good performance from Liverpool. Um, obviously fizzled out a little bit in the second half, but that's always. Inevitable, especially when you're so comfortable playing against ten men as well. Um, you know, the final score was two 0 but we could have been had three or four, maybe even five, with the opportunities that we had. Um, you know, first one from uh, Jota, lovely ball in from Trent. Um, and Jota just holds his run perfect to to be able to head it into the net, and then obviously Mane. I think we he gets a little bit lucky because I'm. I'm almost certain Trent was going for goal there, but again, that's just you know the strikers' initiative, just making sure he's in the box and in the right place to to get the tap in. Um, yeah, like I said, we could have had a couple more. Obviously, had one ruled out as well, which is unfortunate. But I I just want to highlight um, Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I think he's co- he's come under some criticism in the last couple of couple of months, um, particularly. You know, in some of his performances that he's put in, and I, I, I'll hold my hands up and say that I've criticised him at times as well. But I thought tonight he did really, really well. Um, he was, you know, controlling controlling the game at times, uh, going forward, tracking back well when when Trent wasn't there or, you know, Hendo couldn't cover. He, he was there to do it. Um, he was all over the place, running and just you know trying to make things happen. Um, and that's sort of the flashbacks of. Oxley Chamberlain from the 17-18 season and I think he benefits well particularly when he plays in that um, attacking midfield role rather than putting him out on the right um, I think that's where he wants to be so um, I think if you're going to see the best out of Oxley Chamberlain you have to play him in that midfield three as the furthest forwards um, midfielder because that's where you're going to see the best of him um, unfortunately he goes off towards the end I think Obviously, he picked up a little bit of an injury. Hopefully, it's not serious, but 
Um, I think that puts him in good contention for, for the weekend, definitely, whether that he starts or comes on off the bench. But um, that's, that's the kind of football that you wanted to see from him. So um, hopefully that continues now for, and that'll give him a big boost of confidence as well. But yeah, overall, really good night for Liverpool in the Champions League. Nice to finish top of the group and get through um, and not have to sort of wait until the end and have a bit of that anxious feeling of whether we'll go through or not. But yeah, overall, good job and we look forward to West Ham at the weekend now. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid at Anfield. A game that turned out to be really comfortable for Liverpool in the end. Obviously, Atletico can be a dangerous opponent, a difficult opponent to play against as they've shown against Liverpool, despite Liverpool having long periods of domination in games against them over the last few years in European competition. But Liverpool were really dominant from the outset tonight. Positioning of the players in terms of being able to suffocate Atletico early on and build some real territorial advantage and create really good opportunities, seeing that Liverpool went in two goals ahead pretty early. Again, the quality of Trent Alexander-Arnold from the right-hand side, absolutely sublime cross for the first, and even though it was a, I'm pretty confident that it was a shot for the second, the fact he can execute such dangerous telling balls from that side of the field at different angles, finding different moving targets at different speeds, at different trajectories, just makes him such a difficult and dangerous player for the opposition to be able to manage. And it really is the case, I mean, I've said this a few times with him now, but... Has there ever been a player who's been more devastating from such a deep role of fullback as Alexander Arnold is? I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of fullbacks who are marauding fullbacks, players who get from box to box, technically outstanding players in short spaces, the likes of Dani Alves and Mar- Marcello for Real Madrid and Barcelona. However, Alexander Arnold's range of execution and the kind of player that he is from that deeper area. I don't think there's been too many to replicate him in in terms of skill set, really. Almost a a midfield player's profile, but playing in that full-back area. And and what a fantastic player. I mean, when he can see the game ahead of him and see them them runs and them moving targets, there's very few better at being able to not only see the pass, but then being able to execute it as well. And again, I felt he showed that today, just the... The way the awareness to be able to spot Jota, he was more than aware of where he was. But then it's one thing being able to spot it, but an absolute another thing being able to place the ball where he where he does uh, for the first goal. So magnificent performance from Alexander Arnold, and in the end, a match-winning performance from him. The difference between the two sides in terms of the actual goals, obviously, in terms of the game as at large, there was a massive difference between the two sides, obviously. Escalated favour by the the red card for Atletico, which meant that the game pre- played out pretty much like a training session for the rest of the the football game, and allowed Liverpool to conserve energy of some players, and obviously that'll bode them well going into what looks a difficult fixture at West Ham over the weekend, and and also the fact that Liverpool have qualified for the Champions League at this stage. Obviously, you would imagine now they're going to rest some important players' legs for the remaining group games. Although, of course, you always have to factor in after large uh, pace for, for winning each game in the Champions League. So I don't think it'll be as understrength as many people believe. However, limiting the amount of minutes on the legs for the, the most superior players and the most valuable players in Liverpool side in such a congested period will be very important. And I think the two real points to, that I've been thinking about over, obviously, the Brighton game in midweek, uh, sorry, at the weekend and obviously the game in midweek now, 
the two the two real big points for me has been and I think we've seen today in terms of Roberto Firmino going off so obviously the African Nations Cup is around the corner we know how dangerous Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah are for Liverpool how they are the main source of goals within the side and Liverpool have never had to manage in their stay at Liverpool without both at the same time I know there's a period of Mane in his first season but obviously Salah wasn't at the club at that point so it's, it could define Liverpool's season. There's absolutely no question about that. And obviously with Firmino going off, I know there's a few weeks till the African Cup of Nations, but it really has highlighted the problem that Liverpool really couldn't afford to lose Firmino within that period. And hopefully what looks like a muscular injury will coincide with a, a comeback in a few weeks when obviously then players depart because you've got to believe that obviously Firmino and Diogo Jota would start in the, them two highest positions on the field of play and then the third player you know you wonder if Liverpool would then look to change the system at that point highly unlikely we know Klopp is very ingrained in his default format and then you're looking at who could potentially fill in in them higher positions obviously you've got Origi, Minamino but non-straight swaps in the sense that you're looking at a totally different player profile than Manny and Salah then wide forwards who make runs from out to in strong, have that penetrating pace in behind and just absolute world-class operators from them roles for a number of years. Obviously, Origi's more the, the point striker, if you like, target man. And then you've got Minamino, who's always looked more comfortable in a wider position on the left-hand side in the, in the few appearances he's, he's got for Liverpool and played 90 minutes. So it'd just be interesting to see how Klopp tweaks it around and how he goes about dealing with them players being absent for a period of time. I think it'll be a really interesting factor, but one that after Firmino got injured really struck home to me that Liverpool need to really wrap Jota and Firmino in as much cotton wool as they can into that period. But of course, with both, with, with either always playing and starting them Premier League games, it's going to be difficult to do. The second point uh, revolves around the back line. Obviously, Ibrahima Canati played at the weekend and I don't think for me what I've seen of Canati so far he's a young player obviously he's got fantastic potential but he's a level below the Liverpool centre-halves playing in them positions at this moment in time and I know it was a comfortable night for the centre-halves tonight the game state obviously with the sending off making it even more so but the idea to rest you know, sorry play Joel Matip against Preston and put Canati in for a, a Premier League game against a difficult opponent in Brighton and Canati vacating his position at times and making not only positional but ball errors. I don't think Liverpool can afford that sort of embedding period for Canati in the biggest games of the Champions League and the Premier League. I think it's too important for Liverpool. I think Matip's too superior centre-half to be without him. I understand that managing Matip's minutes is, is vital. Obviously, he's not a player who's played three consecutive games or consecutive games even for long periods of time throughout the last few years. But I do think you have to handpick him playing in them crucial Premier League and Champions League fixtures and rotating around that, really. Obviously, Joe Gomez, for me, has been a fantastic player for Liverpool. He would certainly be the man who I would entrust with coming into that side ahead of Canati at this moment in time, just for not only for experience, but also for the actual understanding of how Liverpool play and his decision-making which Canati obviously being a roar at this moment in time. So it was an interesting decision at the weekend and by no means was Canati 
the reason why Liverpool didn't pick up the three points, but I don't think Liverpool are in a position structurally with the team at the moment because it's sorry to afford not to have Matip in that side. And Liverpool haven't been watertight with Matip in the side, by the way. Liverpool have some structural problems in terms of spacing without the ball. And it's been a collective issue with the the, the forward players, midfield and defence. And it's one that obviously individual players can't solve, but having your better players on the field obviously makes it a bit more easier for you to be able to achieve that. I mean, there's been some criticism of Jordan Henderson at, at times of late playing in the deeper position, questioning whether he's suitable for the role, which is absolute nonsense really for me. His, his record playing in the deepest position for Liverpool is outstanding. His record playing in terms of him being on the field and not being on the field and the amount of points Liverpool accumulate is outstanding. And don't get me wrong, Henderson hasn't had his best season so far. I think he's been very inconsistent. He's had moments of fantastic performances mixed with, with some average ones. And there's no question that at times his positioning has been caught with Liverpool out of possession. But it's more the the actual unit of the side, the midfield, rather than individuals, which has been the, the, the problem. And it obviously doesn't help Henderson as well flitting between a higher inside right position as a free in midfield and then having to play the deeper role and he's had really no consistency and I think there's a question mark actually I mean I've heard people say well you know, it's it's not his best role in the deeper position I actually think that might be incorrect I think his best role may be the deeper position it just so happens that Fabinho is such an outstanding world class operator and probably the best player in the world in that position in terms of suffocating space recycling for Liverpool and winning the ball back high not letting teams break out. But obviously when Henderson then plays in there, sometimes it can look not as secure and that's only natural. But Henderson's a really good player in that role and a, and a fantastic option to have if Fabinho's off the side. It's the collective that needs to change rather than individuals uh, being entrusted in that position because if you stand to, to think that Henderson's a problem in that role, well, I think you're looking or maybe asking the wrong question there. So that was it finally. So a really good uh, win for Liverpool on the night and a, a result that obviously opens up possibilities of managing players for the remainder of the group stage of the Champions League and for the next few weeks. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. That's all for now on another successful European night at Anfield as Liverpool once again cruise into the knockout stage of the Champions League for the fifth successive season. With the remaining two group games carrying no significance, Jurgen Klopp can switch his focus to the league for now with his side travelling to West Ham on Sunday. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.